0: I get asked all the time, Megan, what tools do you use to stay organized in business? As a time management expert, I'm very selective on what tools I bring into our business because I want to make sure that they're going to save us time, keep us more organized, and help us streamline. So I have finally put together a complete list of all the tools. Um, books, educational resources, et cetera, that I have personally used that I recommend for any small business owner to go check out. So if you wanna get your hand on this free PDF, I've got the list of everything that I use, how we use it, all right? Head on over to Instagram and just shoot me a DM with the word tools. So all you need to do is just DM me tools and then I will send that PDF over to you right away. Welcome back, friends. Well, I'm going to say it. The holidays are right here. I, I could say they're around the corner, but I think we're beyond that point. They're here. They're coming up on us. And in today's episode, I want to share with you guys some of the top tips that I have been taught or that I've discovered on my own that I've been implementing for the last several years that have actually allowed me to go from a place of like just being exhausted by the time the holidays end and feeling like well that was supposed to be fun but it wasn't to a place of actually being able to enjoy all of those things that I want to enjoy during the holidays. So these are all things that are very easy for you to put in place and I hope that this is super helpful for all of you. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife, just like you. I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of Work-Life Harmony. This is Megan Sumrule, and today we are going to actually talk about dun 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 the upcoming holidays. So I always get freaked out when I'll see someone post on social media, like, only nine more weeks till, you know, Christmas or whatever. And I always, (laughs) I see that I'm like, how can that be? So today I want to share with you four specific tips that I started implementing several years ago that have really helped just reduce the stress around the particularly November, December timeframe. So at the time that this podcast is being released to you, assuming you are listening to it on the day that it is coming out here at the end of October, we basically have just over eight weeks until Christmas. Now I am going to use Christmas for the purpose of this discussion as just picking a date for a holiday that might require a lot of work for you. So this can apply to anything else that is, you know, significant planning, investment, all of that. But for the purpose of this conversation, that is kind of the framework that I am going to lay here. So everybody tends to, you know, experience increased levels of anxiety, stress, all of that. It always feels like as soon as, you know, the last trick-or-treater leaves, if there was trick-or-treating, all of a sudden we wake up November 1st and kind of go, oh my goodness, because the next couple months can be kind of crazy so i've got four tips for you guys today so let's dive into the first one so i want to talk about some ways that you can avoid that oh my goodness there's three days left and i need to go figure out gift giving so let's talk about some strategies to minimize your stress and anxiety and really manage your time well when it comes to gift giving so one of the things my husband and i did very early on after we got married As we sat down and kind of made the list of, because we're combining these two families, who is it that we are going to be responsible for that we want to give gifts for around either holidays and or birthdays? I'm going to talk about birthdays at the end of this, but for this discussion, I'm going to talk about the holiday season. So here's what you can do is make that list. And just to make it easy, I'm going to say, let's pretend you came up with 12 names on the list. Of friends, family, loved ones that you want to purchase gifts for. Now for the purpose of right now, here's what I want you to go do. Go make your list today. Who do you want to purchase some kind of a gift for for the holidays? Now I want you to backdate and say you only have seven weeks to get that done because what you want to do is have all of that wrapped up, no pun intended, later than December 15th, because that is not how you want to be spending your 10 days before Christmas is running around and buying gifts. So that means you've got seven weeks if you were to make this list today. So with the example, I've got 12 names. Well, then I can simply say, you know what? I've got seven weeks. I think I could certainly get it done in six weeks if I am committed to getting two gifts per week from now until the holidays. If I were to do that, I would actually have my my holiday shopping done right around that first week of December. How fantastic would that feel? When you actually lay it out and then break it up like that, it suddenly does not feel quite so daunting, does it? Now, what you can do is you can actually really start thinking ahead next year. I tend to actually start doing some holiday shopping in the summer. So I really start challenging myself. Now, I'm not going to force something that doesn't feel right, but I'm always proactively thinking come around July that I actually want to start getting one or two gifts per month. So that way, when November rolls around, it's usually just a couple things left. So that is tip number one to really help break that down a little bit. And if you're like me at this point, you know, 99% of my shopping is done online anyway. So it just makes it even easier (laughs) than it used to be. But still, you want to be able to spread, potentially spread out that expense and just the time spent researching. So now let's talk about the second tip and the reason why getting that holiday shopping done a week or two before Christmas is so wonderful is because then – now, when I am presented with that time right before the holidays, there are things that I like to do that I can't do ahead of time. There's you know, some baking that we like to do. We always like to have friends over and do gingerbread houses, you know, depending upon where we are with the pandemic. There's usually holiday events that we enjoy participating in, light shows that we like to go to. So that's another reason why I really, really like to have my calendar clear. But the other thing that I will do early on, which I will tackle the first week of November, is I'll actually make a list of anything that I know already that I want to do for the holidays. For example, those gingerbread houses. Friends, I am not Martha Stewart. I do not make my own gingerbread house. I go buy the kits, but then I go amp it up by getting all the extra decorating stuff. So... Just want to clarify that. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I do all of this from scratch. But that is an activity we love to do. We love to make holiday cookies. Now, there's two in particular my daughter loves to decorate. But there are other ones that I can actually make ahead of time and freeze. So that's another reason why I want to think about that. We like to do decorations outside. We also like to do some occasionally the things you have stringing the popcorn and all of that for the tree. So by setting out all making the list of all those things that I know we like to do at the beginning of November, that allows me to look and say, are there any things that I can knock off early, such as buying the gingerbread houses, potentially making some stuff that I can freeze ahead of time, and then actually looking at my calendar in December for that week or so leading up to the holiday and say, okay, when do I think we might want to do some of these fun, more family activities that we kind of need to do in the moment, instead of all of a sudden, it's December 20th, My kid wants to make sugar cookies. I don't have the right ingredients. I I don't have any of the sprinkles. I don't have all the stuff. And it just takes the joy out of it because now it feels like this thing you have to do because you're so stressed out about everything else that is going on. And I can remember when my daughter was three, she will be 10 or she's 10 now, but that year when she was three, where we really started enjoying trying to do some holiday stuff, it was quite frankly, the two weeks leading up to the holiday were absolutely miserable because everything felt like a have to. And I kept thinking, I thought this was supposed to be fun. Well, it wasn't because I hadn't done a good job planning and thinking about it up front. So everything was just an added burden on top of everything else. Now that I can take a step back and really intentionally think through it at the start of November, I can actually enjoy those moments. Well, except for when those little silver balls fall all over the kitchen floor and I'm stepping on them for days, but that's unavoidable, right? Okay, so that's tip number two. So we've got the thinking about your gifts. Now I want you thinking about what I call all the extras and really start intentionally planning for what can you do ahead of time so that those in the moment activities are really enjoyable. Now, the third thing that I want you to find somewhere where you're gonna capture information is as you are going through all of your kind of holiday prep stuff so maybe you make a lot of cookies that require a lot of decorations all the fun sprinkles and all of that you're wrapping presents and you're noticing that you're just about out of wrapping paper maybe there are specific holiday decorations that you know last year as i was hanging some of the ornaments on the tree i realized our kind of silver balls they really weren't looking very good. And so many of them had broken that we just didn't have that many left. So as you are actually going through your decorating and activities, make a note of anything that you run out of. So maybe you're finishing up those holiday cookies and you notice you are out of red sprinkles, make a note of that. You finish up all the wrapping paper, make a note of that particular decorations that you're thinking God, next year would be really nice to do something beautiful on the mantle make a note of that then right after the holiday on the 26th 27th when all of those things go on sale you can walk in there and you it's like payday so I tend to do all of my next year decorating whatever's right after Christmas so that, and then I go and the, the powerful thing about getting it all done then is then when I actually break down Christmas and I'm packing up all the decorations and all of that, I can throw away the things that I went and replaced such as those silver balls. And then I can pack away the new things that I got so that they are ready to go for the next year. So I can step into the holiday season right now, knowing we've got all the sprinkles that we need to have I actually went ahead last year and pre-purchased the gingerbread houses. Please understand, we don't eat these. So it's really just the fun for decorating. But I got the really, really like fancy ones last year on sale for $1.50. And those are the ones that are usually I'll never get. So it's kind of fun when you can go do some post-holiday shopping with an absolute plan of the stuff that you know you need. That's always when I get my wrapping paper. I stock up for the next year right after the holiday. Okay, and the last tip that I want to talk through for you, it isn't so much about a time management way to help you run the holidays with a little bit less stress, but it's one that was a game changer for my husband and I that has gotten rid of the financial stress of the holidays. So remember back when I was talking through tip number one, where I said we made that list of everybody that we knew we wanted to do gift giving for both birthdays and holidays. Well, when we went through that exercise, we also took the time to think through what is the budget that we are comfortable with in terms of gift giving for either birthday or for holiday gifts. So we laid out, you know, all the people and then associated math with that. So back to the example where I said there was, you know, 12 people that we knew we wanted to do gift giving for throughout the year. Let's say we just put down a $20 budget next to each person's name. Well, then we went one step further and said, okay, so what does that look like from a financial commitment for us for the year? So you would take that 12 people and you would multiply it by the $20. Okay. Then what we did is we actually went to our bank and just set up a separate little savings account that lives under our our account. Cost absolutely nothing to open this account and all it has connected to it is one debit card. And then every single month, we auto-draft the exact same amount off into what we call our gift-giving account. So that way we are putting the same amount into it every single month, all year long, we don't even notice it. So if you had 12 people at $20 each, that would mean we were just putting away $20 every month. Well, then over the course of the year, anytime I go and actually purchase the birthday present or a holiday present from someone on our list, I'm using that debit card from our holiday account, our gift giving account. So for us, when we roll into November and December we don't have quite that panic and stress of all of the extra charges and extra expenses because we've been putting into that all year long. Now we made a slight change to this two years ago and we actually added a little bit more to cover the unexpected extras that can come around the holidays for things like decorations, you know, those the last minute parties that maybe you go to and you want to bring a hostess gift, something like that. So we actually added just a little bit more, I think we I think we're putting in an extra $10 a month or something like that to this gift giving account. So that way it's just got a little bit of wiggle room. So when the holidays come, we're not feeling quite that stress and burden. Now when I was coaching a client on this over a year ago, they tend to have a large number of people into their home for Thanksgiving and the holidays, and they do, they're do they feeding a ton of people. Well, they have actually started putting into that gift-giving account, they've added in the expenses of the food as well, because that was a huge expense for them that hit at the end of every year as well. And so I thought that was another fantastic idea. So one that I wanted to share with you guys as well. So I hope that this gives you some ideas of things that you can jump into and start doing today to help you plan a little bit better for the holidays with the end goal being that when you're in the moment, that when you're in that week before, that you can honestly enjoy the things. You can roast those marshmallows and have fun with it. You can make those sugar cookies and not feel like you're squeezing it in. You can kick back and suck on a candy cane and watch the Hallmark channel or whatever it is that floats your boat around the holidays. So, Let me know what your biggest takeaway is. And, you know, some of you may already even be done for your holidays. I used to be that far ahead. Now I'm not. But I would love to hear any other holiday planning suggestions that you guys use that are working great for you just to help alleviate some of that stress as well. Have a great one. Getting on top of all things, time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworklifeharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.